everybody. Welcome to the Film Pigs Podcast, February 2019 edition, coming to you in March. In a windstorm. Due to ailments. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of strange weather in here tonight. And ailments. <laughs> and ailments. Uh, hey, uh, we should, uh, oh, I should tell you who we're here with uh, yeah. today. Uh, it's it's the usual gang. It's Steve Skelton. Hi. And Steve Falk. Hello. And I'm this month's host, Todd Anderson. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi. Todd. Hi. Uh, hey, uh, should we start the podcast like we always do with a little segment we call Movie News? Yes. Yes. That music <laughs> means yes. Uh, we have a team of reporters that scour the Hollywood streets yep. uh, for dirt on uh, Hollywood issues yep. and peoples. Yep. Uh, Steve Falk, what's your movie news? Well, the Oscars were, was this last Sunday. Oh, I forgot. I missed uh, it. The, the eminently forgettable Green Book <laughs> took home the top honor uh, over other movies that were better. <laughs> Man, that never uh, happens. But it's you know, so weird. an anomaly. Yeah, and but I don't want to talk about the the regular stuff about uh, about the the Oscars. I just want to talk about one thing. I was reading my my movie news uh, staff was reading that uh, Brad Pitt is gonna um, is doing this just option this book about a woman who shoots her husband in the face five times and then doesn't talk about it. It's like some big book, and uh, he's gonna be doing that. And I don't want to talk about that either. I just want to talk about something that my wife said on Oscar night. Uh, I just want to revisit this. She said about Brad Pitt, she said, quote, I think Brad Pitt has been held back by his looks. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I, I only bring it up because the people I was watching the Oscars with did not seem to have a problem with her statement. Uh-huh. And then I tweeted it out and no one seemed to care. And I feel like I'm living in a bizarre world. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Is there a point because he gets stuck in leading man roles? <laughs> and he's a character actor stuck in a gorgeous... Right, he doesn't get enough 12 monkeys and roles. Would he be even richer <laughs> yeah. if he was uglier? Or, or more uh, lauded as an artist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a victim Yeah, he is a victim. You're right. I think, honestly, in this day and age, if anybody's a victim, it's Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt. He should be our president. I, you know, I've turned around. I've turned around this whole thing, you guys. <laughs> That's my movie news. <laughs> Very excellent Poor news. Brad Pitt. Poor, poor Brad poor Pitt. Poor Brad Pitt. And Steve Skelton? Well, and poor Luke Perry. Oh, oh Jesus. Boy. That was... Can we, can we have eight seconds of silence? Was that eight? Yeah, that was yeah. Eight. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of. That was a reference to a Luke Perry film. Yeah, but for those of you who don't know at home, the Luke Perry film. Well, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. But still, that's kind of a shock. Also, there's a, a Hello Kitty movie in the works at New Line. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that Luke Perry did a voice for? No, oh, it's unrelated. unrelated. So your 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 journalists on your crack movie uh, news gathering squad were. Too upset by the Luke Perry news to really dig deep. Well, it's, I, we, we have two departments. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> obituaries in <laughs> Japanese animation. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> as long as we're uh, uh, <laughs> telling terrible news about good-looking actors who kind of blew up in the late 80s, early 90s, 
uh, Johnny Depp and then died and or became wildly successful. <laughs> or, yeah, or, it's really, or really cast in a narrow net. Or, uh, Johnny Depp has filed a lawsuit blaming Amber Heard for losing him the Captain Jack Sparrow role in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. He's got to pay for all that wine somehow. I just think for losing, he blames her for get having. Disney hasn't even officially dropped Johnny Depp from Pirates oh, of the Caribbean. Oh, okay, losing it in the future. But there's a lot gotcha, of, yeah, yeah. so he's Right, no, he blames her, her for, and not franchise fatigue. Yeah, exactly. And, and not or, and sauvage not, ads. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not being kind of an asshole all the time. You know, he could just chill and, out. And using an earpiece to do his work for him. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's really weird? Uh, this is so name droppy. I talked about this before, but Amber Heard and I had drinks. Oh, yeah. And she told yep. me all about this, and I can't talk about it, but. Good. Good. I'm, I'm glad Johnny Depp did not get the. to keep playing Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. And this lawsuit seems yeah. pretty ludicrous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It just reeks of uh, a ludicrously rich white guy who's lost touch with reality and is has victim mentality, yeah. which is, you know, the American way. Yeah, no, so, that's... Great that's... job, Johnny! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hit that button. Burn, Hollywood, burn, I smell a ride going on. First they're guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie. But it'll take a black one to move me. Give me the hell away from me. Okay, that music and that windy noise signifies it's time for our theme discussion. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am now going to read from this intense monologue that I wrote for myself. Oh, this will be a fun discussion. No, no, it's a, it's a strap in, guys. Strap in. Are you acting? I'm I'm uh, I'm cold reading. Okay. Something I wrote. Uh, oh, like an essay though. Yeah, it's like an essay. Oh, you or, said or a manifesto. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, calling it a monologue because I'm an actor and use a lot of words and I have to read them. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, David O. Russell and George Clooney, Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty. Hollywood is no stranger to famous feuds, and now. We've got the biggest knockdown fight we have seen since Mariah Carey said she didn't know Jennifer Lopez. Steven Spielberg, legendary director of classic films like 1941, Hook, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the BFG, and powerful producer of all the Transformer movies, has decided to throw his weight around to shame the most feared entity in modern filmmaking, Netflix. He doesn't think that Netflix movies like Roma should get to take part in the Academy Awards because they are made for television. Feelings hurt and backed into a corner like a feral cat facing a hungry coyote, Netflix fired back at Spielberg in a mood that can only be considered presidential. On Twitter, we love cinema, said sad Netflix said while holding back <laughs> tears. Here are some things we also love. Access for people who can't always afford or yeah, live in towns yeah. without theaters. Yeah. Letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time. Mm -hmm. Giving filmmakers more ways to share art. These things are not Recurring mutually <laughs> These things are not mutually exclusive. Then Netflix turns its nose up in the air and stormed off chilling. Now, 
Why does Spielberg have it out for Netflix? All Netflix wants to do is provide enough streaming content to make it impossible for the average consumer to find something worth watching. Is he mad that nobody seemed to pay much attention to his last couple movies? Does he think that Netflix's deal with Adam Sandler is what kept audiences away from the post? Is he mad that more people watched Netflix's shitty high-concept high popcorn sci-fi movie Bright than got out to see his shitty high-concept move popcorn sci-fi movie Ready Player One? Or is he being more selfless and thinks that straight-to-streaming action movies like Badass, Badass is on the Bayou are going to cut into the box office returns for Rambo 5, Last Blood, coming to theaters September 20th? Really? Yes. I'm very excited. That was the movie news I didn't get to. But yeah, they, they announced that release date. I'm living for that. <laughs> and uh, that alone. And that alone. Uh, when he says that once you commit to a television format, you are making a TV movie, is he angry that his great thriller Duel is just a TV movie and he wants a retrospective Oscar if Netflix gets them now? Or does he think all TVs are still tube TVs, like back when he was directing television? And perhaps most importantly, did he even think for a second about Netflix's feelings? Maybe he forgot that in our great country, we believe that giant corporations are the same as individual actual human beings with emotions and souls? Does he think that the filmmakers behind Netflix original features are half-assing it because it is, quote, just television, unquote? Does he not watch the movies and therefore doesn't realize that they are shot in various cinematic aspect ratios? Does he not have a flat screen, high def television of his own to know modern TVs use cinematic aspect ratios because they are in fact widescreen monitors? Given how affordable they are and that they are all you can buy presently, does he know most people who like movies have these televisions and aren't banging on the side of an old 4-3 tube television with a wire hanger jammed out of the top of it for better reception? I know people don't give a shit about aspect ratios in general because people are monsters, but I thought one of history's most celebrated film directors would be on top of that shit. And has Spielberg noted how many celebrities, like Bruce Campbell, have voiced their disdain for his campaign? Does he know one of the only entities that liked his idea was Breitbart News? Look, I realize I've raised a lot of questions here and have provided precious few answers, but before I turn it over to you guys for your thoughts, I'll say this. If this is just about preserving the sanctity of the movie theater experience, perhaps the ultra-rich stars of Hollywood, like Spielberg himself, could stop commanding ludicrous salaries and that money could be put into theaters, which currently only make money off of concessions, so they can make the theaters themselves more enticing, because apparently selling beer isn't doing the trick. Look, I like... Mr. Spielberg and much of his work quite a lot, but this sounds to me like a cranky old guy yelling at the neighborhood kids to get off his lawn. What do you guys think? Well, it, it begs the question, what makes a movie a movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes as maybe questionably good as it might be, what makes an, an episode of the Romanovs not a movie? Mm-hmm. And um, um, Roma, a movie. Well, I think it's also, especially with today, like, you know, what Todd, you had, one of the things you had mentioned was that, you know, the wide aspect ratio TVs, that HDTVs that we all have now, and are the, all you can get now, uh, are being used to display movie. work. 
movies and TV shows in theatrical, often in theatrical aspect ratios. Right. So right. what? So so again, what is like? I think it begs a fundamental question. Yeah. What is a movie? And if if the only answer is a theatrical release, or if you get rid of that, is it just calling it a movie versus TV? What What's the difference? Well, if Amazon makes the Romanovs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten episode anthology, all feature film length. Right. What? Are they all like ninety plus? Yeah. Why? But they are. But, but I don't watch that show, so. Does it have? Does each episode like come to a yeah. complete conclusion? Yeah, it's like totally basically cast, a short totally story. Different, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, or like yeah, or like Sherlock or any of those yeah. BBC like you yeah. know short season but feature length. Yeah, you uh, can't episode. say Amazon. It's because it's Amazon making it because they're doing movies as well. Yeah. So, what's the <clears throat> distinction? And then then the question beyond that is, does it matter? Yeah. One thing I, I think you're missing, and I would I would argue, not for Spielberg's argument, but mm-hmm. for his side, is that just because you have the ability to view something at home yeah. doesn't mean you should. It doesn't mean that's the best way to view it. And True. doesn't mean, therefore, meritocracy is earned... And and owed to the people, right. that I think is false. Otherwise, theater would not be theater. Theater is theater because of the venue. Right, right, yeah. right. Sure, you can film it and show it on your TV, but if that's all theater then becomes, and audiences stop going to theater, there will be no. Theater. But I think well, the, true, but the but flip the, side of that, though, is there are so few theaters that actually provide a decent theater experience. Movie theater. No, movie I'm talking theater. About, yeah. I was talking about like theater. Oh, theater, theater. Well, movie. I mean, I think the different... Oh, theater. Plays. You're talking about theater. I think despite the fact that we're in a town where 90% of the theater is pretty awful, it, it, yeah, that experience, insane, going to a, considering. A, a, a stage theater and watching live performers, there's a that's a way different communal experience than sitting and watching a screen with other people. It is, but it's something you could we could still meritocracize. I just had it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, meritocracize. I see what you're saying. I just in the same way we do movies. Right, right. But I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just. It, In other words, I'm saying that there is an argument to be made that the venue is important enough to to merit be merit a category being reserved as that thing. Sure. Just because okay, something yeah, okay, can be that. Yeah. reduced to X. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean it should. But that's then, true. But then that brings up kind of the question of, you know, if. If if we're if we're gonna make this distinction between you know uh, Academy movie and Emmy TV movie, yeah, and is you know what what is what is the criteria for that? If one of that one of it one of the criterion is a uh, uh, you know a theatrical run, right? How long is that? Well, and, there's already a, there's are but there's and, already yeah a, there is a, but a it, rule for that. But that can that can already you know, and so but Spielberg's arguing that that's not good enough. Because he's saying, like you know, like Netflix is that. Well, then they just do like what is it, like two weeks? Yeah, but 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 that's the Oscar mm. rule. 
right? Oscar, yeah. The Oscar, the, I think they're following the Oscar rule, but that's not good enough for him. Right. Right, but the flip side though is is like if you know if you know per, perhaps you know I don't know if one of his arguments is extending the theatrical run. I, I don't actually. And know. if that's the case, then that becomes cost prohibitive for smaller indie movies that you know might not have the money or the power behind them for an extended theatrical run in order to qualify for this new academy. Yeah, uh, I mean, by the way, I'm not I'm not advocating for his. Oh argument. yeah, no, but I just that's no, I, I no. You're just saying there is something to it. There is something yeah. to it. There no, is to, to, to 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 the the notion of uh, the actual the venue of experience. Yeah, I you know I I. I, I I, I, I read a lot of what like Ted Sarando says about this and, and what the other side says about it and you write, it's sort of inherent right there in those three things that he they believe in in that tweet they're all kind of the same yeah and they're all really arguably not the reason that Netflix is doing it it's just sort of an excuse right right they're reverse engineering yeah, but this this you know, but the, this constant whittling away. The the fact of the matter is that the theaters exist. We like them to exist, and so if you do remove whittle down the window, which they're arguing for, um, in general, to you know, well, I don't know what it even is now. Is it three months, two months? The home video VOD. I don't know. It's all. Know. It seems it's all, all willy nilly. Yeah, yeah, it's all willy nilly. I think it kind of depends on how the movie does in the theater and. I guess, but the idea of what, what, like, it should behoove people, even Netflix, who who want the movie theater experience to exist, to continue to exist, to protect that to some degree. No, I, I, I don't but, disagree but isn't, with but that. But isn't that kind of the? But isn't that a whole you know the traditional theater going experience? Isn't that all wrapped up in kind of the old studio system though, which is something that Netflix is deliberately trying to disrupt. I mean, I guess, I guess there's a, there's a, there, there, one could argue that in a perfect corporate Netflix world, movie theaters will all go out of business because then they would corner the market on movies. Right. And, but I, I can't imagine that's something they're actually actively hoping for or trying to make come true. No, I, I don't think that's a specific thing, you know, on their to-do list, but they're definitely, you know, disrupting the traditional way of movie production and distribution. Yeah. I, I would ask this, though, because, I mean... And, and they're doing it in a way, and the reason it's so popular is because it costs the... You know, it's one movie <laughs> ticket a month is the cost of it. And, you know, going to the movies is becoming more and more expensive uh, for people. And especially, like, you know, in, you know in, in L.A. here, if you want to go to a theater that has any kind of decent screen, you know, you're spending at least 15, 20 bucks right. uh, yeah. on the ticket. And there's not much point because there's not much point in spending less because you're going to get a poor experience. Like, you know, because I live up in the valley and there aren't any good movie theaters around me. I have to, I have to go down to Sherman Oaks Arclight before, uh, you know, I can get a good, decent screen with some decent projection. Because even the, the Cinemark that they renovated, you know, five, six years ago uh, up near me, um, they put in all the comfy seats and stuff. But the, the screen is tiny. 
and <coughs> it's a really lousy digital projection where you can see the screen door. But I think for a lot of it's Americans the <clears throat> and people worldwide, the point isn't... Most people's sort of uh, reasoning isn't about tech specs. Most people just want to get out of the fucking That's house. That's true, yeah. Because their house is not great or crowded yeah. or they're tired of being there or their neighbors are loud or they have no air conditioning or... It's just nice to go out and have a communal experience. Sure, you know, and I and and so so that that argument is is sort of a a one percent argument, you know. But here's my question though, because this 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 is ultimately an argument about whether which argument is the the argument of of I need to see the exact right theater experience. Well, yeah, but uh, but but also but also it's it's not a one it's not it's whether whether you care about the the picture quality or not if it's you know, expensive to go to the movies, you're not going to do it that often, you know, if you're... Yes, you the know. expense, but also we're we're in L.A. Yeah. I think the average ticket price in America is still hovering somewhere in like 825 or something. Yeah, probably between like... Yeah, you know, so, so bringing out your family to the mall in the middle of Kansas isn't going to... I mean, it's 40 bucks. That's more than Netflix, obviously. But it's also a night out. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I guess my question is, is what Spielberg is trying to do is keep Netflix out of the Academy Awards. Right. So that seems to be the sole uh, thing he's trying to yeah, do. Yeah, and, and my question is, like, well, we're talking about <clears throat> theaters being driven out of business and all that stuff, but how will kicking Netflix, out, Netflix movies out of the Academy save movie theaters? Like... Or save the movie-going experience. Do, 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 do the general public give a fuck enough about the Academy Awards that, that if, if Netflix is getting Academy Awards, then they'll be like, oh, well, if the Academy Awards are all going to Netflix, we'll stay home. Why go to the theater? I don't no, know no, but, but, I, but I, I do think it's a, it's, a, it's a symbolic fight in a lot of ways. And it's, it is a, from his point of view, I'm trying to say, a... a um, a breaking down of a barrier that is a is a slippery slope argument, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think of it's a symbolic thing of keeping Netflix as TV and movies TV. as movies. Yeah, in his old rich mind. Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, I, I, yeah, but I don't know how. I don't know how kicking Netflix out of the academy is going to do any of that. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it's a distribution question <clears throat> at the end of the day. Roma's not. Roma, which should have won the Oscar as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And um, I wish I had seen it in the theater. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but, it, but, but the fact that it's on Netflix doesn't reduce its quality or didn't reduce my enjoyment of it. Yeah. Right. You know, but and, maybe and, and, yeah, and it wasn't made with any no, but less then it, care. But then again, than, no, uh, no. Then you know, and but in some way, maybe do you think the psychology of knowing that it was on Netflix and waiting for you whenever you wanted is what kept you from going to the theater? Yeah, sure, absolutely. And also, you know, the limited release. Yeah, time. yeah. If something is available for free, it's it's even even for my rich white you know point of view I, I it's it's hard for me to get off my ass and go see it at the sure sure yeah cuz um, you've already got it's already there yeah, on, on and the time shelf is limited basically and, yeah. you know uh, yeah <clears throat> exactly and not that i have a giant screen and i don't i watch it on my computer but you should have watched it gone to Todd's no, place and watched it on his. he's got a, a giant TV. screen 
You want to watch Roma again? I've never seen Roma. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you, got wanna, the, you got the screen for it. I never watch the Academy Award movies. It's not my genre. This depressing drama is not my thing. It's a good movie. I'm, I'll watch it, I guess. I'm still, you know, I watched that Melissa. Well, no, you know, but, but, watched, but, uh, watched the Spider-Man oh, cartoon. That one, uh, that one. What did that one say? Yeah. Oh, I saw that in the theater. Yeah. I haven't seen that. The Spider-Man That's cartoon. Great. It's good. You know what Netflix has? Crap like War Machine and Bird Box. Like, I mean, you know, their argument would be a lot stronger if they had more good movies. They have a lot of bullshit. Uh, well, yeah, but they have a lot of good movies, too. And at the they same, have a lot and, of good Well, I, I they don't know what they... They make a lot of good movies. But if you broke they, down yeah, they, the they ratio... they acquire good movies. They you, don't make them. <laughs> if you broke down the ratio of bad movies that are in the theater to good movies that are in the theater, do you think it'd be any different on Netflix? I mean, yes. there's a lot of shit I absolutely movies. do. You really? Yeah, because the, the greatest movies on there, or the most watched movies, would not even be in the theaters. Yeah, I mean, I think... Bird Box is not going to be in the theaters. I, no, I think, you know, I think I think folks right in that in, in that sense, because it's like, cause Netflix, especially the last, what, five, six years, they've been very aggressively trying to grow their catalog of stuff that, that they own or have, I'm air quoting, right. uh, have, yeah. have made. That's all they care um, about. And that's what, that to, to, <laughs> to this point, and it now remains to be seen, especially now that they've gotten a lot of, you know, uh, Oscar wins and they're getting, they have some prestige uh, points to right. see if now they start to, if they go, if they decide, oh, now we've acquired enough stuff for our virtual blockbuster. Uh, now let's maybe focus a bit more on quality. No. But they won't do that. <clears throat> I mean they may they may attempt to beat Amazon and Apple and a few of these other people getting into the movie industry into those quality projects and create that small division or those small people focus on <clears throat> that, but they're going to continue to feed the algorithm. Yeah, and that Adam Sandler is the algorithm. I mean, he's just the, Adam Sandler as well. The, but that sounds so like the title of one of his yeah, terrible movies. He, here's eight more. Adam Sandler is the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the other end, the Duplasses do well, so we'll just yeah. give them a nine picture deal. Yeah, and that nine picture deal, and, and yeah, they'll make nine pictures for a hundred thousand dollars. Movies that won't, but yeah. yeah, that won't matter, but will feed the algorithm. Yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll service that small demographic. I don't know. I wonder then if at some point there is going to be a... Uh, and I don't know. Maybe they'll do it and maybe it'll be Amazon or one of the other. Sort of, and maybe what they'll do is they'll, they'll you know, create their own kind of art house brand. What was that? Is that it was lightning. Lightning and thunder? And thunder. It's an ominous evening. Whoa. Oh boy. Maybe okay. we should end the discussion on that note. We, should we scary. run? <laughs> But maybe what I was gonna say is that maybe they'll create their own kind of like you know art brand of Netflix that that does they does only focus Quick, on quickster quality <laughs> quickster quality stuff. Um, yeah, you know within so it's kind of it Netflix be, cafe. Well, yeah, so, Netflix reserve. No, 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 but what I mean is something that they'll focus on. You know, a small number of projects that are. Uh, Gunning for prestige. Yeah, well, yeah. While still, while still getting their transmorphers and you know whatever other, uh, you know, junk that just fills the catalog. Yeah, they probably will, which is just <clears throat> another bit of the algorithm to feed. Mm. Do you think there will be Netflix cafes eventually? They have bank cafes now. 
there's an Amazon store. I saw, I can't remember. I shopped at yeah. an Amazon store. At I can't Christmas. remember. I Did read it? somebody yeah. somebody had tweeted right after the Spielberg thing broke that it's like Netflix should just like build like like two or three really high end seventy millimeter theaters in like New York and like in in LA and then just run their prestige movies in them all year round. It's <laughs> a great idea. It is a good idea. Yeah. Huh. They can afford it. Yeah. They can build really nice theaters. Mm. Hey, uh, should we adjourn ourselves? Two. That's right. That official music means it's time for us to go to court. Oh, boy. And put a mm. movie professional on trial for crimes against cinema. And Ooh. if he is found or she is found guilty... He or she will be sent to movie jail. <laughs> maximum security, Robert De Niro, penitentiary, with many, many wings and angry dogs. Stephen Falk? Oh, yay, oh, yay. How are you guys? Court well, is in if session. I, if, if Thank you, Bailey. If it pleases the court, um, uh, the defendant was born on August 16th, 1962, in uh, your home state, Massachusetts. Oh, no. He works as a mail carrier, uh, but he was not good at it. And then he started entertaining at children's parties and doing commercials. In 1991, he started performing in Chicago with the Second City, where he met uh, a young performer named Steve Colbert. Oh. In, oh, in 1996, boy. he became a cast member on Dana Carvey's short-lived uh, sketch show mm. and uh, did a voice on SNL's ambiguously gay duo. Um, he eventually joined The Daily Show as a correspondent in 1999, of course, talking about one Stephen, Col- uh, Stephen Carell. Mm. Uh, he left to do the Office uh, US remake in 2005, which ran for many years. At the exact same time he was becoming a TV star, he was becoming a movie star, which appearances in such movies uh, 2004's Anchorman, and then his own starring Judd Apatow vehicle, The 40 Year Old Virgin, mm-hmm. which was wildly successful, and then his big Sundance movie, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, but Steve Carell was an early overachiever, Your Honor. Uh, demonstrating quite early his laudable but sometimes misguided penchant for st- wanting to stretch himself with such pseudo-serious roles as Dan in Real Life, <clears throat> starring Dane Cook. Uh, at the same time, he was uh, showing his penchant for simply picking horrible, horrible projects, just such as Evan Almighty, Bewitched, and Get Smart, Date Night, and Dinner for Schmucks. Ooh, Dinner for Schmucks, mm-hmm. right. His voice work in 2010's right. Despicable Me launched an insanely popular franchise, and uh, Crazy Stupid Love received good attention. But he continued to show that he just plain sucks at picking movies with Hope Springs and the incredible Burt Wonderstone. What was the incredible Burt Wonderstone? It was a magic movie with him and Jim Carrey. What? He finally was nominated for an Oscar for the grim, makeup-heavy, gay wrestling movie Foxcatcher, which seemed to light a fire under him. A fire of really, really wanting an Oscar. <laughs> and he started doing very serious movies, or at least serious roles in movies, like The Big Short, Battle of the Sexes, which was actually okay. Last Fla- Flag Flying. What? And most recently, the trio of bad movies, Sad Drug Son movie, Beautiful Boy, um, uh, and, well, Vice was okay, and Welcome to Marwen. Oh, is that the Uncanny Valley puppet? Yeah, movie? another Robert Zemeckis late career lowlight. Although he uh, once again worked with Adam McKay and did sort of fun work as Donald Rumsfeld in Vice, he and he continues to mint money in the Minions franchise. Uh, uh, Carell's dis- movie picks continued to be absolute doo doo. 
He seems to have gotten that message, though, as he recently signed on for not one but two upcoming TV projects. The first big Apple project starring Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston about behind the scenes at a daytime morning show like the Today Show. This is a series or a movie? A, a series, TV. Oh, okay. And uh, reuniting with the office maestro Greg Daniels with the farcical Space Force about Trump's short-lived dipshit idea for a fifth military wing. Here is why he's on trial, Your Honor. <laughs> Steve Crow, while by all counts is a wonderful human being and a very fine talent, <clears throat> he's doing terrible damage to himself as a movie actor in his movie career. I am bringing him here, Your Honor, as we have before, to try to save him from himself. Mm. My proposal, my recommendation, is for him to be sentenced to do no movies for two years. <laughs> And then, and only then, he must fire his agents and make his movie choices only to be peer-reviewed by his three former daily show <laughs> cohorts, Steve, Steve uh, uh, Colbert. Colbert, John Stewart, and Samantha Bee. They have to approve all scripts he do by a two-to-one margin. Actually, no, fuck that. By a unanimous three-to-zero margin. And then he is allowed, after two years, to do those movie projects. It's really interesting. Do we have an, like an intervention wing in the prison? Uh, yeah, we're building it right now. Oh, well, that's convenient. And it's under construction, but parts of it are you're still are available yeah. presently. Good. So uh, I'm, I'm all for this. I have no, It makes total sense. I mean, I love Steve. I love Steve. Yeah. And I want the best for Steve. Yeah. And this is hard love. we got to do hard love for Steve. So, yeah. Okay. He's sentenced. Bye, Steve. <laughs> oh, beer. That was a tough trial. Oh boy! It was Let me full tell of you. lightning I mean, and thunder and rain. Was. I know it's like the very whole, dramatic. The weather's gone nuts. Oh, oh gosh. I don't know. What? No, I'm just feeling really spooky. Like yeah. whoa! Well, it's just the rain whoa, and whoa, the lightning whoa, whoa, and the thunder. Whoa, whoa. Listen to that. You get like, no, that's just Annabelle. That's yeah. just wind in the pipes like or a... something. Oh, yeah, oh. There, there. That's just. Oh, that's oh, the lightning. It was just. Oh wait. God, oh, I know. damn it! Oh, you guys, every time, that's Nick Cage. That's Nick Cage. It it means it's time for the Nick Cage <laughs> Memorial Bazaar line reading, right? Yes, you can, are right. Do you remember what this is, Steve? I remember because we forget yeah. how it we lead into it oh, every ha- episode. Oh, have you forgotten? So I should. <laughs> well, no, I, I know what it is. It's like a weird line reading. Yeah, that's like a Nick Cage one. Yeah, like the one that we just evokes heard. Evokes Nick Cage. It evokes Nick Cage yeah, and, and wackiness. It doesn't have not, to be. It doesn't have from to be Nick Cage. It, it doesn't have be, to be. It could be anybody. Anyone. Anyone. But it also could be Nick Cage. It could, and it has been. It, we never know where it's going to go. So uh, what do you got for us? Okay, you guys, um, it, I was originally going to do uh, something uh, from Spielberg, because uh, that was our uh, uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then I realized I, my only choice was uh, Totes from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I already did that, like... About three Quint years from ago. Jaws. Well, then I thought Quint from Jaws, but then I thought good. I would have to use. I would. I would just have to string together all of his lines. That's yeah, true. Um, true. So, I, I I did something a little more uh, short and sweet that is really a lot of uh, ADR grunting and then one classic word line reading, and it is uh, from uh, the always great Clancy Brown as Kurgan from the first Highlander. 
And this is right after uh, Clancy as Kurgan has just defeated a fellow immortal and absorbed his powers, and then he goes to attack and steal a car from the old couple that are driving it. Throws the the old guy out of the car, <laughs> and then gets in with the old lady. Mom. <laughs> drives away. Did you say mom? Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear it like at the very end. You hear like the the husband. You hear his, his ADR as the car's driving away. He's like, hey, where are you going with my car? But his wife is still in the car. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, it's, that's, I, I've always loved the way he says, mom. Mom. Clancy Brown is just great. It's, and he's great in Highlander. He really is. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh shit. Come on. I didn't know come I didn't on. even know about this. Did I didn't get this? Why? Ah oh. shit, I'm sorry. Oh, I see him. He's waiting oh, in the reception. Get out of oh, you I'll better be go. Oh, I can't believe Hey guys! Oh god, it's you're too loud. You're just you're really <laughs> I you're, don't podcast that much. You're noxious. I'm <laughs> Did you say noxious or obnoxious? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like that's funny. Hey, okay, it's 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 uh it's Todd's cousin Tom. Hey, it's me, Tom. Uh, hey, Tom. Uh, what, what's been going on, Tom? Oh, uh, so much. Uh, well, you know, you know, my mom kicked me out, and uh, uh, I, uh, I didn't know that, that and I don't again. care. Living in my friend's car, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Okay. I managed to borrow a friend's uh, streaming TV. He's got the you know about streaming, right? Where you get the no, yeah, you, you get the stuff right into the right into the TV. Yes. So so uh, your TV is the only thing in your apartment that's smart right now. Well, I don't have an apartment because I got kicked out by okay. my mom. But what I have is a friend, and normally I sleep in his car. But sometimes he lets me come in and watch streaming stuff when he's not there. When he's not there. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in and I was streaming stuff. I was looking for some good classic sleaze, you know, some yeah. direct-to-video sleaze, and uh, I ran across this movie from the mid-80s, okay, and it's produced by Roger Corman. You know who that guy is? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, Roger Corman. It, it was one of the first movies, if not the first movie, from Concord, uh, his company, his distribution company, and they specialized in making uh, VHS stuff that would be hot on the VHS market, but uh-huh. a lot of times they did what they do now, you know, how they release, like, Netflix will release something for, like, two weeks, you know, so they qualify for the Academy Awards. Well, Roger Corman used to do the same thing. He would release his his movies, very sleazy films, in, yeah. in, in theaters in uh, Times Square, like on 42nd Street. Right. Stuff. For the Oscars. Right. So, And I thought I'd seen all the good sleazy stuff mm-hmm. from the 80s. I thought I had uncovered it all. Mm. But I, I, I did, w- not, yes, I I did not know about this one, you guys. Mm-hmm. Guess what it's called? I, no, I don't want to guess. I want know. you to get to the street walking. It's right. called okay. street walking. Okay. Do you know what street walking is? Yes, yes. we do. Yes, it's a, it's a term for prostitutes. Yes, this is a movie about hookers. Okay. Young hookers. Oh, man. prostitutes mm-hmm. and middle-aged hookers and okay. older hookers. That's better. And here's the and it's and it's all and it's like naked it, hookers and there's 
deviant sex scenes and and BDSM stuff. What is deviant to you, Ton? Like, do you do you really want him to answer that? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I, re- I take that back. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's a little oh, bit more extreme boy. than even in, in in this movie. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you take what you can get. Sure. So so or I'm watching you, this. It's not true. But what okay. blew me away about yeah, this? You guys should watch this movie. Do not do that. <laughs> you guys should watch this movie. I'm okay. telling you because I'm, I'm telling you because it stars. Uh, Melissa Leo, oh, and good lord, and Candy Alexander. Do you know who she is yes, from News I Radio? From News Radio, Radio. Yeah. and like, isn't she in like one of those NCIS shows or something? She's like a, she's like one of those. Uh, oh yeah, I think uh, she was. Uh, she was a CSI. Corner, she was on CSI. Corner. She investigates yeah, yeah. naval crimes or like CSI Miami or something. Anyway. Love Candy Alexander, but this also CSI has, News Radio. You'll like this, Skeleton, because I know you're a, you're a Batman fan from way back. Oh, I am from way back. I sure am. And it's got the Julie Newmars. Oh, Catwoman. She, she plays Catwoman. she plays the like matriarch <laughs> of of the street walking whorehouse. Madam, you might say. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you had. I don't. Plots. I mean, yeah, Madam. I guess sure. But uh, that's not what they call her in the movie. But that's not the point. The point is, the reason you why text Todd the reason to come back. Uh, yeah. the reason why you guys should see this click, is click, the acting click, click, is text. <laughs> unbelievably good. The what? The acting. Oh. Like this, Melissa Leo is so good in this horrible exploitation film. Yeah. Candy Alexander's fucking hilarious as she usually is, and Julie Newmar's awesome. And then there's all these other character actors you recognize. It, this this piece of garbage exploitation garbage is a triumph in casting that's all what's my cut you want me to okay oh okay i'll go all right all right guys okay he he wants to come back in i guess yeah hey ton uh really good to see you yeah you good to see you guys i love you guys lose our numbers okay i love you guys yeah Yeah. i love you guys let's see you okay thank you tom get out of here I hate that guy. God. Hey guys, I'm really sorry about that. What, why why don't you talk to your aunt about him? I, it's I do all the time. You have to do something. I don't know what to do. I mean, what am I supposed to do? He, I mean, he's my relative. Who, I don't. Who's enabling him by living? It's not you. No. Are you letting him live in your car. I don't know uh, the guy. I don't know the guy. He's your cousin. I don't know. I don't know. He's just a. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Tom. You guys, I can't. Sorry. Oh, that music means it's time for a fun game. Oh, oh bring Todd back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's better when I'm hosting because then I don't get that mad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about this stupid game we're gonna play? <laughs> All right, I made up this game. It's called Ruin a Best Picture Title. It's a very simple game. Okay. I'm going to give you the name of the Academy Award Best Picture winner, and it's up to you to make it the worst-sounding thing ever by removing one word from the title and replacing it with any word of your choice or adding any word of your choice to the beginning or end of the title without removing a word. Does that make sense? Remove okay. word anywhere or add to the beginning or end. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, depending on how hard you make me wince, you will be awarded zero to five points. <laughs> five, of course, being the biggest wincer. Right. Uh, we'll go back 20 years, so you're each going to get 10 shots at this. Uh, who wants to go first? I will go first. All right, Steve Falk. Uh, 20 years back, it was Shakespeare in Love. How are you going to make that worse? Make me wince. You make me gag. I mean, that's a. I'll give you a bonus. 
I can only add one word. Okay. Right? You can remove a word and replace it or add a word at the beginning or the end. But yeah, it's a one word situation. Okay. Shakespeare farts love. <laughs> That's delightful. Uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a four for delightful. It okay. wasn't it wasn't a pure wincer, but I liked it. Uh, so 19 years back, Steve Skellen. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I need to I need to keep track of this, don't I? Oh boy, you're where's, really prepared for this. Game. I had a pen. I did. What did I give you? Four points. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, Here, I'll give you this while I, I find a pen. Yeah. Uh, American Beauty. Steve American Scott. Beauty. Uh, American Duty. <laughs> wow, it also rhymed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not really a winter. It's delightfully uh, juvenile. Uh, I'm gonna, that's, uh, that's me. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, Falk, Gladiator. One word. It's tricky, I know. Yeah. You can either replace that word with one word or add to it. You know? I don't know. <laughs> and then you get, I should have said at the top of this, don't, don't use porn titles instead of our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. That's the, the temptation. Because that doesn't make them... That doesn't make me wince. It makes me want to go home and check them out. Yeah, okay. You, you still watch porn? All the time. <laughs> What are you gonna do with Gladiator? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you can't baby Gladiator. <laughs> baby Gladiator. <laughs> Oh, uh, that made me wince. I'm gonna give it a five just because when I thought about a gladiator of babies, he would not a, last long. Of babies and gladiatorial combat, so quick, <laughs> just be eaten by the lion and one yeah. would be swallowed whole. No, but wouldn't the would look so the, good at the little lion? Yeah, but would the lion be a little lion so cub? Cute. <laughs> He'd still die. Yeah. <laughs> All right, skeleton, you got another one worder coming here. Okay, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, the musical. And, and I gotta make it uh, gross. <laughs> With is the, it gross? What are we trying to repulsive. make? Repulsive. Well, it's, it's, it's just gotta make me. The better, yeah, the more repulsive it is. Oh, okay. The better. I mean, okay. so far these have been kind of delightful and fun. Uh, but when I thought about Baby Gladiator, <laughs> yeah. then I yeah, went. Yeah. So that's like that's what uh, you're going for. <laughs> wow, this is not a good one. Well, it's you know. It's just called Don't Chicago. do Chicago Fire. That was always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to make it gross, and it's. Like, well, it doesn't it, don't 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 get don't get um, boxed in by gross. It just has thought, to make me wince. It has to make you wince. It's not, okay. not, not it could be not just bad. Good. Just a bad pun. It could yeah. be like yeah. Uh, or something, you know, about Chicago grope. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, but I, I, it's awful. I'm gonna give you a five. That was awful. Wow. It's like Chicago Hope. You, I, I yeah, you did it. You, you were with me on that. Yeah. I mean, you could have just said like <clears throat> Chicago politics, and I probably would have, you know, mm. winced. No, you would have said that wasn't very good too. 
I was the just wrong gonna. I was gonna say cats. <laughs> Chicago cats. No, no, just cats. Oh, just, just replace play Chicago with cats. Yeah. Yeah, that would. I would have just stopped the game. At that oh point. yeah. I fucking hate cats. Yeah. Not the animal. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, cats is coming to L.A. Uh, revival. Oh good. Oh, good. Right. So so excited. Yeah. Uh, I think at the Pantages or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. That's a lot of words. The Lord of the Rings. Return of the King. It's a lot more possibilities than there's. Uh, it's it's than, almost than it's Chicago. Like, rather than a one word, it's almost like there's too much. Yeah. You know, there's too much content. It's like trying to find something to watch on Netflix. A lot of words. <laughs> too much content. Too much content. Just in the title alone of yeah. this four fucking hour movie. Lord of the Ring, <laughs> Return of the Rudy. <laughs> no, that doesn't make me wince, but I would like to see Sean Astin play Rudy. <laughs> Just because of the visual, I'm going to give you a three on that one. They like put him on their shoulders yeah, and throw yeah, him Rudy, in the volcano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and we used a football game. <laughs> Skeleton, uh, Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> hmm, I want to keep the baby. <laughs> oh, this is easy. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna replace baby. I'm just gonna say million dollar bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to go porn titles. Uh, well, I'm gonna give him a four. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna go the one dollar baby. <laughs> Falk, you have um, another one worder. Sorry, uh, crash, crash. Everybody's saying Green yeah. Book is the worst, best picture since, <laughs> since crash. crash. I'm gonna call it rash. <laughs> Rashes are gross. I'm going to give that a fiver. Uh, Skelton. Yeah. The Departed. (sighs) That remake of Infernal Affairs. Right, 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 right. So let's see. Well, uh... And, yeah, you can't just replace it with... uh, David Cronenberg's Crash and expect me to... Oh, yeah, I was going to do that. But. <laughs> just replace Crash with Crash. I was good, Yeah, I couldn't figure out a way to do it with one word. I guess I could just end Cronenberg's Crash. <laughs> <laughs> the Departed. Wound fucking. <laughs> Wound fucking. That was the subtitle of Cronenberg's Crash. Is that, was, is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, working title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, Accent Departed. Oh. Oh. Well, that's appropriate. Didn't make me wince, but let me hang, hang on. Oh, yep. I heard all the bad Boston accents. Well done. I'm giving you a five. Wow. Um, it didn't. That wasn't worth yeah, five. Wasn't no, no, no. I thought about... Heck, it's my... No, game. I'll take it, but it wasn't worth it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Balk? Yeah. No country for old men. No country 
for old men. Coen Brothers. Tommy Lee Jones. Brolin. James Brolin's son, Josh. No boners for old men. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> also potentially a porn title. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'll give you a five. We've crossed that, that line. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, uh, Skeleton, yeah. here you go. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Diarrhea millionaire. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, because that evokes that it's scene. Gross. You're stuck in the. Yeah, okay. Gross. That was pretty well done. Uh, and also, it's like, how would someone with all that diarrhea be a millionaire? That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Because <laughs> diarrhea keeps. You can't keep your stools <laughs> tight. If your stools ain't solid, you're not going to be making no money. You rich, stay home. rich people have tight stools. <laughs> Fuck, uh, like got, a drum. <laughs> you got the Hurt Locker. It's a Catherine Bigelow picture. Yeah. Starring uh-huh. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. He undoes bombs. That's what it is. What his job description is. <laughs> what do you do? I undo bombs. In a crazy suit. He looked like a marshmallow man. In his suit. Bomb suit. Or like uh, Rick you're not Rick. making it easy. You don't make it easy to like think of. There's a podcast I gotta fill. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you just have to tune me out. I because I've already it. used. I, I can't reuse something, so I'm gonna say the poop locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give that a four, just because poop is funny. Yeah, it's a locker full of poops. <laughs> well, oh, I, why would you put them in a put in a locker? I was gonna do fart locker, but. <laughs> I didn't want to cannibalize myself. Mm-hmm. Skeleton? Yeah. The King's Speech. <laughs> I just want to... And I already did kind of a butthole thing, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I love but how you guys are <laughs> keeping yourselves from... The I really just wanted to say the King's butthole. Uh, uh, it's another B word that would work fine, probably. No, I think bung is what I used. Bung hole. Bung hole. I'm uh, saying there's other B words. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's gonna make me wince. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about baby gladiator. <laughs> baby. How would he hold the sword? <laughs> he just touches it. He yeah. cuts his little baby finger. Is Jamin Hansu also a baby? That'd be so cute. <laughs> Two of them. No, they're all babies. It's like that Bugsy Malone. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the king's colon. Oh, oh, that's nice. Ooh. All right, I'm it's, gonna give. Does it stutter too? What'd you get? What'd you get for that? I got a four. You got a four. Uh, Falk, you have the artist. See now, it, it should. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <clears throat> The artist was uh, yeah. It was a silent film, yeah, in black and white. Yeah, had John Goodman. I still have the screener. <laughs> I have yet to see the artist. <laughs> it's got a little dog in it. I knew there was a dog. Knew there was a dog. The dog's probably dead by now, right? Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. The sandwich artist. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, that's not. You can't do that. Yeah, you said yeah. you could add a word. He can't. He no, at the beginning or the end. He added it to the middle. He said oh. The sandwich oh, artist. you can. Report. So you could just call oh. it sandwich artist. What? <clears throat> okay, sandwich artist. <laughs> Very good. I'll just call it a three. Uh, uh, skeleton. Yeah. One worder. Ooh. Oh, okay. um, I hate the one worders. Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. Ben Affleck. See, but that's more than, you know, that's too many words. Great director. Probably the best Batman. <laughs> now you're just telling lies. <laughs> hmm, okay, let's see. Argo. 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 Yeah. Was John Goodman in Argo, too? John Goodman is in Argo. And he was an artist. Yes. He was in two uh, Oscar winners in a, in a row. Two yeah. Oscar best pictures in a row. Uh, yeah. That's a great job. No, he was also in that Coen Brothers movie about the singer. Oh. Singing Catboy. Right. Remember that movie? Yeah. Singing, singing Cat. Boy. I'm going to say Argo, not. Fargo. <laughs> it's Fargo, not Argo, right? No, Argo. No, it's oh, they Argo. said Fargo. I'm no, sorry. It's Argo. No, it's the, it's the hostage Ar- Argo thing. not. I get it. Argo not. <laughs> oh. You said make you cringe. Oh. You said make you cringe. That was horrible. <laughs> that was a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I'm going to give it a five. That wow. was horrible. Uh, I didn't even understand what you were doing at first. It took me a minute, <laughs> and then when I realized Argo it was. Argo not. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Falk, I want you to take your time on this one. Have a lot of fun, but be real careful. <laughs> 12 Years a Slave. Oh, jeez. No, <laughs> this is not my idea of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't... It's just the last 20. That's what I was going with. <clears throat> oh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. 12 years a slave. That's, this, that, this is unfair. 12 uh, years a slave. Uh, uh, um... You remember Mike Fassbender's uh, loose, comfy pants <laughs> in 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, he was really... Southern comfy pants? He was... When given, he was running around? Given a show. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Brad Pitt show up in this thing, too? It's 12 Years a Slave? I don't know. Does he? Doesn't he? Or who? who's... <clears throat> there's, who's the famous white guy at the end who produced the movie? Brad Pitt. Oh, I guess yeah, it was, it was Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt. yeah. So that guy's. He's. See, I mean, Brad Pitt is like he really has had if, a lot. Of if he problems. wasn't so good looking, he could have yeah. played the lead in Twelve Years yeah. a Slave. Yeah. Holding him back. They are holding him back. <laughs> he's such a victim. <laughs> I feel so bad for Brad Pitt. Who doesn't? I don't think I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. No, I'm just gonna be thinking about Brad and is he okay? Is he all right? Is he gonna work out for Brad Pitt? <laughs> I hope, really hope things work out for Brad. <laughs> oh, Pitt. this is this is not fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this isn't. This isn't unfair. It's mean. It's unfair. It's mean to make it make it worse. But you know, there's an easy answer. There's an easy answer. Yeah, just. Yeah. There's an easy answer to to make twelve years of slave worse. Oh, to worse. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's a it lot make of answers. me wince. Like any but kind of slavery makes me wince. If yeah. you want to make it worse. <clears throat> Add more years? Uh, that's not. I'm trying to also be clever. <laughs> trying to help you make me wince, but okay. 
Um, <laughs> Twelve beers a slave. <laughs> Twelve beers a slave. That doesn't yeah, make, make you wince because it's bad. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a five just because you had to go through that. Yeah, Big that's because that's yeah, that's yeah. not a, that wasn't yeah. that was your fault. That was for my fault. It was choosing. It was bad a, editing. A was bad, bad title. Uh, Skeleton. Game. Yes. Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Oh, boy. That was the best movie. Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. I already used the word diarrhea, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Birdman was the most excited I was to see a movie in a long time. Really? What did you think of it at the end of the day? I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I went to see a Michael Keaton movie. And I did not get one. Did you go see the Michael McDonald's movie he did after that? No, because I already heard that Mark Knopfler song about that guy's Ray Kroc. So I yeah. didn't feel like I, I did watch it on a plane. Was it good? It was fine. Yeah. It's not great, but it, it, it's sort of like I knew the story. Yeah. So what, I, I don't know. Maybe it was interesting. Michael Keaton's really good, but he's not. As I'm just gonna say uh, Birdman or the unexpected virtue of Barf. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'll give you a five. I don't care. That's great. We've entered the I don't care scoring round. I'm just doing this for fun. All right. All right, Falk. Uh, you got a one worder. Oh, Spotlight. Hey, that was Michael Keaton too. Yeah. Two years in a row, just like John Goodman. Yeah. They should do a buddy cop movie together. Academy Award winning buddy cop film. Uh, new from Netflix. <laughs> Maybe. If Spielberg doesn't get his way. I'm just going to I'm going to rename Spotlight Boys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. Oh. That's good. Oh. Give him six oh. points for that. Yeah, I'm going to give him a bonus. Oh, thank you. That was horrible. Um, uh, Skelton, mm-hmm. you have... Yeah, uh, a one-word title as oh, well. God damn it! That has. Uh, I'm not gonna is, top boys. Is also a kind of light. What? Moonlight. Oh, moonlight. Okay. Um. He thought I was gonna say La La Land. That's three words. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I do. I do. Yeah, because because they first said that, <clears throat> and then they corrected themselves. No, they corrected themselves. Because um, either Faye Dunaway <coughs> or Warren Beatty uh, received the wrong envelope. Yeah, and then because they were old, <laughs> people thought they had just fucked up, and Jimmy Kimmel kind of fueled that. Right. So then, then, then you know, he Beatty was already dogged by like you know suggestions that he was sort of senile, mm-hmm. so he had to really go on the charm offensive and mm-hmm. do like editorials and yeah, yeah. I mean, they really should have caught I it. Can only think of a porn title because it said best actress in it. Yeah. 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 For Emma Stone. La La Land. La La Land. But they, so they got the best actress. Because the guy from Price Waterhouse Cooper was doing selfies. Right, So he just handed the wrong envelope. He handed the best actress envelope. His job is not that big a deal. No, it's not. He should be focused. He was selfing. The Oscars is so important, you guys. What's what's Skelton doing? I can only think of Poonlight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
I'm gonna give you a five for Poonlight. That's yeah, you gets too many. It, it's that's a terrible. Many. That's too many. Dad, dad joke. Don't judge my judgments. Uh, I, I give you. I, I give you're giving me five points. Three points. Well, you can <laughs> keep your own tally. Maybe Ooh. I will. <laughs> well, good. Like Price Waterhouse Cooper. Uh, <laughs> Falk. Your last one. Uh. It's a movie about fish fucking. About what? Fish fucking. Oh, yeah. It's called The Shape of Water. Four words. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to submit that my final word is a hyphenate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. The Shape of Fishcock. <laughs> fishcock, fishcock. Yeah. Oh, good. Fishcock is one word. Is that yeah. a hyphenate? Yeah, or, I feel or like one it word. Be yeah, one yeah. Word. Uh, Skelton. Yeah. This year's big winner. Okay. That nobody likes. Okay. <laughs> Green Book. <laughs> Too bad you used diarrhea already. I know. <laughs> can, I, can I just replace both the words with diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or make a reference to Peter Farrelly's early career habits. Dick Book. <laughs> I, I do vagina. I do fishcock. You do dick. I didn't give you a fiver for that. Wow. All right, Skelton has 8, 12, 17, 23, 27, Skidoo. 32, 37, 42, that was a fun 47. Game. That was a fun game. 47 yeah. for Skelton. 47. I'm praising your game. That was a great game. I'm glad you like it. 9, uh, 17, 23, 27, 35, 36, 41 for Falk. Uh, I don't think that's right. Did I I do my math wrong? Count that again. What did you have? You said I had 47. I think you have Maybe I did it wrong. I got murdered. 8, 12, He had had boys. That was better than everything. Well, that's... I'm the judge, so if I judge poorly, you can write letters. You can, you can. I'm not. No, no boners for old men, I'm guys. Not, <laughs> yeah, no boners for old men. Seventeen. Hang this, on. These are all gold. Uh, seventeen. Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-six. Thirty-one. Well, at least, 36. at least this, at least this segment isn't no, dragging to a halt. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, you won. Hmm. Sorry, I don't know. I've never heard anyone it so seems... sad to win. I don't care. Uh, no, fuck fun. it. You know what? La La Land, you lost. I'm handing it over to <laughs> Moonlight Falk. Well, now, uh, I, now I have a oh problem. My God. Oh, yeah. It's because I'm old. I won. Oh, you know what those sad kids mean? That was a great game, Tom. That was I'm fun. glad you I liked, liked it. that a lot. Uh, it, was, it seemed like a fun thing. Um, bottom five. Uh, here are the worst things about not watching a movie at home. Oh, okay. Yeah. The aforementioned old screens with visible seams that completely ruin any movies yeah. that take place in a snowy environment. <laughs> not being able to pause to go take a piss. Uh, yeah. There is no such thing as a theater where everyone is quiet and not checking their phones anymore. The blocks of trailers before the movie will inevitably show you another boring trailer from yet another comic book movie <laughs> franchise entry. And movies have gotten so ludicrously loud that they hurt my child's ears, so he watches with hands pressed over his earlobes. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that was rough. There was a lot of negativity today, and it's important for us to end on a moment of positivity. Oh, yeah. It's so important. So, and you guys 
This may not be for you, but this is a personal moment. Okay. Hey, it's your moment. It's your moment, dude. Take it. And without streaming services, my cousin would never have seen Street Walking. Oh, and oh. and I've honestly never seen him. Ton, so get happy. out of here, Ton. Get out of here. Uh, get out, Ton. Uh, so mad at you. Get out. Uh, that guy. But it did make him happy. Well, that's it. That's our podcast. I'd like to thank Steve Skelton. Oh, thank you. And Steve Falk. Yeah, buddy. And as always, I would like to thank Adam Blau for the incredible music. Blau, blau, blau. Adam Blau. That he does on this podcast and another podcast that I have, and You're the Worst, and lots of other places. He's an amazing musician and composer, and what what, what is it called when you collect music of others to pop music? Curator. Curator. Thank yeah. you. He's a great curator. He's a maker wonderful. and curator. Rarified Air Rarified is his podcast. Air. Yes, listen to it. It's wonderful. I uh, have been your host, Todd Anderson. And until next time, we'll... Uh, we'll uh, Just suck your butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, suck your butt. Wilson, no, we'll suck your butt. Yeah, we'll watch out for them baby gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting those little, those little lion, those lion little, cubs. Oh, those, those little tiny chariots. Make it fair. Oh, and the little, and the little tiny baby chariot. Oh, I love that. That makes it more fair. <laughs> that baby's still getting eaten. But it's, but it's in a full size coliseum, so it's still, it's hard to see because it's so tiny. <laughs> Very slow. <laughs> I am baby kiss.